first part of my morning, I was uh, <laughs> still trying to respond to a uh, 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 book report we have to do for all the youth uh, ministers here. Um, everybody who's read the book, Radical, you're supposed to be due a week ago, and I know some of you guys haven't done it yet. I am part of you. Why? Because that's a lot of stuff in this little book <laughs> to think about, and and you know, uh, I, I spent probably four hours writing a paragraph, <laughs> and then uh, the, the the skeleton of my book report, just because I haven't done one in a long time, and uh, and uh, and because there's there's things I, I I don't know how to do it. I don't have to remember what should I talk in the third person to, uh, you know, <laughs> all these. <laughs> At least I have, I have to rewrite everything ten times before it looks no, at least a bit normal. But uh, but uh, I'm I'm uh, yeah, and my auto spell doesn't work real great for some reason. <laughs> so I have to catch most of the mistakes myself these days, which is maybe a good thing. But uh, I'm going to uh, be sharing a little bit from this book today. Um, who's heard of this book, Radical? Yeah. All right, cool. Um, this is. Uh, uh, pretty uh, plain, forward, simple, get back to uh, what God meant in his word message. Uh, and uh, it's, it's uh, what I'm going to talk about, a little aspect of this book is, is uh, uh, the grace and, and the glory uh, tie. You know, we enjoy God's grace, but do we think about giving him the glory? And... Uh, and uh, that's what we're gonna we're gonna talk about today. I uh, wanted just to start with uh, the main question: Are you doing enough? That's what. Are you doing enough? Because uh, the last couple weeks, uh, it feels my life. My my. When I come before God, I have that question: God, is this going to be enough? To, to go into the world. Is this enough? Am I doing enough in my life to make an impact on the nations, to make an impact on your last commission, to, make, to respond to the job, the, the, the job that you hired me to? <laughs> am I doing enough? Am I, am I a real Christian? Am I doing enough? Because uh, this is sometimes what happens, man. We go, huh, I think... I've been good. I deserve a break. And I just read my Bible plan. I did my prayer. I uh, went to school club. It's awesome. And now it's time for a movie. <laughs> no. It's, uh, uh, but I have to, uh, uh, I deserve a break, man. You know, every hard worker deserves a break. You got to chillax and do, you know, relax. And I got to keep up with the entertainment industry. And in and, and fashion, man, that takes a lot of time. <laughs> and uh, I have to keep up with, uh, you know, the human worship that's happening all around us today and, and Facebook and Twitter and, and, man, who's worshiping me? You know, I deserve that in my life. Uh, and uh, I just want to tell you, you don't. You don't. Um, this youth, uh, you, we started this year with Go and Tell. That's our heading for the whole year. That's all we're going to be thinking about and doing. That's it. <laughs> Go and tell, and uh, and uh, uh, why do we keep losing focus? You know, uh, 
That's my biggest question is, God, how come, how come we're so fired up on Friday? We're so fired up on, on Sundays. We're so fired up on, in youth prayer, but then we lose focus in the week. What happens? What goes on in, our, in, our, <laughs> in this processor? And uh, it's distractions. We get confused also uh, because there's a lot of things that, that's confusing about Christianity today. There's a part where one person is telling you, be crazy radical, and then another person is telling you, nah, just relax, go with the flow, man. Jesus loves you, right? And if I was to ask, what, if you could tie into one sentence, what does this book declare and say? And if I asked you, would you, would you be able to answer it? You know, I, the number one response right now in the American church is, Jesus loves me. But that's not the right answer. <laughs> That's not the right answer. That's only part of it. So uh, that's uh, my message today. Is, uh, is uh, what, what is your response to this? Um, I'm going to read a part of this book because uh, it's way better explained it than I can ever do because uh, it's, it's written down and the thoughts are very concrete and I'm going to stop ever so slightly and share some of my thoughts and, uh, and uh, just the things that I've been stirring up in my spirit and in my heart but uh, Jesus didn't die just for you we live in a church culture that has a dangerous tendency to disconnect the grace of God from the glory of God our heart resonates with the idea of enjoying God's grace. That's easy. That's awesome. We bask in sermons, conferences, and books that exalt the grace con- containing, uh, centering on us. And while the, uh, the wonder of grace is worthy of an att- attention, it is the grace, if the grace is disconnected from the purpose the end result is self-centered Christianity that bypasses the heart of God. If you were to ask an average Christian sitting in a worship service on a Sunday morning to summarize the message of Christianity, you would most likely hear someone along the lines of, the message of Christianity is that God loves me. Or someone might say, the message of Christianity is that God loves me enough to send his son Jesus to die for me. As wonderful as this sentence sounds, it is, it is biblical, isn't it? Isn't it, sorry, isn't it incomplete based on what we have seen in the Bible? You know, we have a Bible plan for one reason. So you get the whole picture. If you're not reading your Bible plan, you have no idea what's going on. Read your Bible. Based on what we have seen in the Bible, God loves me is not the essence of biblical Christianity. Because if God loves me, it is the message uh, of Christianity. Then who is the object of Christianity? God loves me. Me. Christianity objects, Christianity's object is me. Therefore, when I look for a church, I look for the music that best fits me in the programs that best caters to me and my family. When I make plans for my life and career, it is about what 
works best for me and my family. When I consider the house I will live in and the car that I will drive, the clothes I will wear, the way I will live, I will choose according to what is best for me. This is the, the, the version of Christianity that legendary, largely prevails in our culture. But it is not biblical Christianity. Uh, you guys all know me. Uh, <laughs> this is the kind of Christianity that took me out. This is the kind of Christianity that I don't want to come back to. This is the kind of Christianity that, that is, is scary. It really is scary. Because you think you're okay, but you're not. The message of biblical Christianity is not God loves me, period, as if you were the object of our own faith. The message of biblical Christianity is God loves me so that I might make him his way, his salvation, his glory, and his greatness known among. Ever say known among. That's the other part. That's giving God the glory. Amen, Dennis? <laughs> uh, we had a, a crazy time. I'm going to stop for a second. We had a crazy time evangelizing on... Uh, yeah, Saturday morning, and it was, every time we go, I'm thinking, what are we doing? This is nuts. This is just crazy. This is not going to work at all. Dennis, you didn't even, no, you didn't even, like, plan it out the way you should. I was, like, so mad. I was, like, this is this nuts. This, why did I sign up to this? Why did I come here? And, and, and then you go, and, and, and you just start knocking on the door, and you're scared, and, 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 and then, uh, then you get less scared, and then, and then you realize, wait a minute, I'm God's child, man. I'm on a mission. I'm going I'm to preach the gospel. And then you get fired up, and, and uh, in the end of it, all the no's and all the craziness, you're like, yeah. Man, I, and, and, and you get to scout out the land for Jesus, and you, and, you, and you realize that, man, there is lots of work all around us to, to be done, man. If we, even if we planned it out, we, <laughs> with the hour or two that we had, we probably... I don't even know if we can call that evangelizing. It's just, it was like uh, just a quick glimpse of, uh, of what we could be doing uh, full time. <laughs> Amen? <clears throat> Known among all nations. All nations. Now God is the object of our faith and Christianity centers around him. We are not the end of the gospel. God is. God is centers on himself even in our own salvation remember his words in ezekiel he saves us not for our sake but for the sake of his holy name we have received salvation so that his name will be proclaimed in all nations god loves us for his sake in the world this may come as a shock to us you mean that god has an alter motive in blessing us we are not the end of his grace and the, answer, and the answer Scripture gives us is clear. And did, indeed, we are not at the center of His universe. God is the center of the universe. And everything He does ultimately revolves around Him. Now, you know, that's such a simple concept to, to grasp. And, 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 yeah, okay, God's the boss. Why not? <laughs> but if you think about it a little bit deeper it really starts to bother you. Um, if, uh, <laughs> if, uh, if, if, if God's the boss, then um, 
him receiving all the glory makes sense, right? But if you're the boss, then it's kind of not fair. It's kinda, well, why, did, why does he need it? Well, why does he have to take all of it? Well, um, it, 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 it doesn't... Uh, and, and then we race off to that thought where it says, wait a minute, is God self-centered? Is, is this all about God then? Man, that's not, that's not right. That's what he's teaching us not to be self-centered. <laughs> but that's what... That's the first thing that started rebellion. That's what the devil thought. That's it, right there. God, does, God deserves all the glory. Who does he think he is? If this is true, we may wonder, then does this make God self selfish? How can God's purpose be to exalt himself? This is a good question, and it causes up us to pause until we ask the following up question. Whom else would we have him exalt? <laughs> At the very moment God exalted someone or something else, he would no longer be the great God worthy of all glory <laughs> in all the universe, which he is. We must guard against misunderstanding here. The Bible is not saying that God does not love us deeply. On the contrary, we have seen in scriptures a God of unusual, surprising, intimate passion for his people. But the passion does not ultimately center on his people. It centers on his greatness, his goodness, and his glory being made known globally among all people. And to disconnect God's blessing from God's global purpose is to spiral downward into an unbiblical, self-centered Christianity that misses the point of God's grace. It's a fundamental truth. God creates, blesses, and saves each of us for a radically global purpose. But if we are not careful, we'll be tempted to make exceptions. We'll be tempted to adopt spiritual smoke screens and embrace natural comforts that excuse us from the global plan of Christ. And in the process, we'll find ourselves settling for lesser plans that the culture around us and even the church around us deems more admirable, more manageable, and more comfortable. The end. <laughs> um, to simply put it, when you take your eyes off of the harvest, you stop being a Christian. When you lose sight of God's heart, you stop being a Christian. That saying, if you don't care about the harvest, then you're not saved yourself. Right? That cuts deep. But uh, it says if you grab the plow and then you keep looking back, you keep looking back, you're not worthy of the plow. Um, I, uh, uh, later in this book, he was talking about, uh, does it really mean for each and every one of us to go overseas somewhere to Africa and spend $3,000 of our own money, go there for a week to, to smile at children, and then come back home? Is it really, that's what, why can't we, you know, 
send the $3,000 with somebody? Why can't we, you know, just uh, uh, do something, you know, uh, uh, spend the $3,000 here and pay for some, some refinishing of some sports gym for, for, the, uh, for the little league team that needs it? You know, that's ministry too. Not if it doesn't involve the harvest. And the, the thing is, America, everywhere you go, everybody knows about Jesus. Everybody knows about what's up. But everybody doesn't comply with the idea of getting out of America and going and finishing the last commission. And we're dying from within. We really are. America is, is dying out. We're losing, we're losing uh, God's heart. We're losing God's vision in this country. And, uh, and later on he goes this, man. Uh, he goes, I was wrestling with the fact, man, $3,000 is a lot of money, and, and do I really need to, I'm, I'm a preacher, I'm a pastor, I'm, do I really need to go to middle of Africa and just this, you know, or Sudan and, and, and say hi to somebody? And he goes, I didn't get the, the answer to my question until I was there, and I was sitting next to a persecuted Christian in Sudan, and that guy goes, he goes, you know, he goes, thank you for not sending me money or, 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 or more Bibles or, or this and this and this, but thank you for coming to me in my time of need for just being here next to me you know and and I can understand that personally when I was in the hospital and people visited me it was it was a lot better than a fancy paycheck or, or cards or flowers <laughs> it was it was what I needed it was what made help me go it was what helped me click and, and tick and and move forward and uh, that's what we're supposed to be doing um, you know, we always hear it's going to just get tougher. Not tougher in the aspect of, uh, of uh, your, your, uh, your, not tougher in the aspect of you can't do it. Tougher in the aspect of as you move forward with God, He entrusts you with more, and, and, and there's more you have to carry. There's more you're going to have to know. There's more you're going to have to grow and step up to as we move forward after God, as we move forward after God's heart. Guess what? You're in training. You're a soldier. You're supposed to man up. You're supposed to get going. You're supposed to be reading your Bible plan already. We've been doing this for three years now, people. You're supposed to be, oh man, you're supposed to be rooted in that. We read about the division today uh, to, to highlight, you know, uh, you're going to have to hate your mom and your dad to be a Christian, and now you're going to have to be divided in your family. You're going to pick a brother and then the two brothers over there and three against two. And, 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 and Jesus said, I came here for that. That's why I came here. You know, I didn't come here to bring peace. I came here to divide. That's his, one, that's his mission. You, let's read it. It's today's Bible plan. Who, who's read today's Bible plan? Awesome. I'm not going to look at you, but awesome. <laughs> Luke 12. I have come to cast fire upon the earth, and now I wish that it were already kindled. I have a baptism with which to be baptized, and now greatly and sorely I am urged on, or impelled, constrained until it is accomplished. Do you suppose that I have come to give peace upon the earth? No. I say to you, this is verse 51, but rather division, 52, from, 
For from now on, one house, there, th there will be five divided among themselves, three against two and two against three. They will be divided father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, and mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Notice he didn't say husband and wife. He, he said mother against daughter. He didn't mean there's going to be divorce. He meant that he meant that a good, solid, you know, family, all of a sudden there's going to come a division. And the division is going to be on what? The division is going to be on, the, on him who believes in him, who adheres to his, his, his words, and who, you know what? Grace is just enough for me. I'm happy with grace. I'm happy to be a Christian. Man, Christianity is sweet and awesome, man. Why wouldn't you be a Christian? Christianity's been in my bloodline for many, many years. I don't have an option to be a Christian. I have to be a Christian. Christianity is very meaningful to me. Every time I come into church on Easter and, 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 and Christmas, uh, I get touched. You know? Uh, it's, it's awesome. Uh, Division. You know, this book uh, caused a lot of, a lot of loose ideas to, 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 to boogie, and, uh, and it challenged me a lot, and it still does. So reading it again, going through to write this book report, man, I just realized that, you know what? We're moving forward. We're, we're, we're not staying back. And you got to run to catch up. If you thought you had time to, to, to dozy off and you know, I'll do it next year or you know, I'll, I'll, I'll fit in later, you're not going to run. You're not going to make it. You're going to fall off. And uh, you better uh, uh, whip it into shape and, and make some adjustments tonight. Um, guys for strength. Core. Today, I, uh, as I was just going, God, what do I say? What do you want me to say? Again, this idea of core came to me. Core was the basics of how to build uh, 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 my business, my quick start Amway business. So if you were core, you were actually building it. If you weren't, then you weren't. Then you're just kind of a, kind of a limp noodle. You didn't have a backbone. <laughs> and guys for strength... You know, this is something we talked about with the guys. We want a check system. We want some kind of a check system to go, you know what? We're core. We're in the army. We're, we're doing the drill. We're doing the routine. We're reading our Bible. We're praying. We're, 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 we're speaking in tongues. We, you know, we're going to talk about core, next guys for strength. That's what we're going to talk about. And I already mentioned, guys for strength isn't a ministry service to just minister to you and bring you pizza once a Saturday. It's, it's, a, it's a service to challenge you. And, and to and to break break your routine, to break your your fantasy soccer uh, dreams. That's what it's there for. It's to it's to tell you, you know what, uh, you're a Christian, and you don't get to just uh, play soccer and, and glorify God that way. That's awesome. But unless we're confirmed in our heart, that's what your mission is from God, Jesus Christ alone. Then then you can't fool us, man. That. that it might just be an ambitious thing that's going to pull you away from, 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 from going after God 100%. And that's what Guys for Strength is there. So it's, are you pushing it? Are you coming? Are you, are you telling your coach, you know what, I love soccer. Before soccer, I love my king. Amen, amen. 
And you know what? My king requires me to be there on that Saturday. And I know so does the championship game, but I'm just telling you ahead of time, maybe you want to move the game. If I'm, that, if I'm a great asset to the team and if you're dependent on me, why don't we move it? Why don't we smudge it a little later in the evening or something, you know? Uh, I'm more than happy to play, but at this time, at this time, I'm, I'm at Guys for Strength. And then there's Kids Church, and I'm serving at Kids Church. And after that, we can, we can talk. Then, I'm, then, then God will bless me. We got uh, school clubs. You know, uh, if you haven't heard about school clubs yet, then I don't know where you've been. <laughs> but God gave us school clubs, and God is blessing us with more school clubs. Middle schools are coming up, and, and I'm just going, man, <laughs> praise God that these crazy kids are, are responding to God, and they're saying, you know what? I don't want to get washed out in the system. I want to make a stand for my school, and I don't know what's going to happen. I heard Albina's story, and this seems like just tough, tough stuff. And I heard uh, 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 victories, and it seems like awesome, but I don't know what's going to happen. Whatever's going to happen, I'm going to do it for God, and I'm going to give Him the glory, and I'm going to stand in my school. And, uh, and, uh, and what, I, what I want to say is this, man. If you're in high school and you haven't thought about school clubs or you haven't joined a school club, then what are you doing? Are you a part of this youth, or... Or are you on your own little island and you have your own understanding of stuff? You know, college is a great place to start a school club, too. We haven't had a college school club. You know, we're going, <laughs> I don't know, one day elementary school is going to start a club. But, <laughs> but, but, uh, uh, but college has to have a club, man. At college level, you have to have a spiritual backbone, man. You've got to be standing against your professors because if you're not, you're going to get washed out for sure. Because, man, there would be professors uh, telling you, you know what? Admit that you don't believe in God, and I'll give you an A. If you believe in God, you're not going to pass my class. That's what's ahead, and that's already happening. I, I, can, I can introduce you to somebody if you, tr- you want to meet somebody. That, that Their psychology professor told them that, and they, they, they didn't pass the class with the A. Um. So middle school is coming up quick. If your high school doesn't have a club, and if you're not a part of it, start your own. Uh, trust in God. Say, God, you know what? This is the craziest thing I've ever done, but if this is what you're putting on my heart, then I'm going to do it. You know, uh, one of the least clubs that I wanted to help was Ruby. I said, Ruby, I don't think so. That's not going to happen. But he said, it's on my heart. It's from God, and, and I don't know what to do with it. And so I said, okay, fine. But you're way too far, and you're way too crazy, and and and... And uh, last time we had, we had uh, three of his friends come from club to k- come get a glimpse of what's happening here. Yeah. Two Hispanics. We had uh, uh, Enrique. Is it Enrique? No, it's Enrique, right? <laughs> Je- we had Jerry and uh, uh, Geraldo. Yes, sorry. Enrique didn't come. But uh, 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 just wanted to, to, to tell you that... Uh, they watched that video, and they knew exactly what was happening. They knew exactly where, where we stood, and they, they wanted that. They, they were hungry for that. And God moved in their lives, and they're not going to forget that. It says, uh, seek his kingdom first. That's today's Bible plan. We read that in Luke 
1231, or that's yesterday's Bible plan. For all the pagan world is greedy, seeking those 30, seeking those things, and your father knows that you need them. Only aim at and strive for and seek his kingdom, and all these things shall be supplied to you also. Um, and in uh, 16, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but there's this parable about a rich man who gets a huge harvest all of a sudden. Just imagine uh, your boss says, you know what, we made a lot of profit in our company this year, and you are one of my star employees, and I'm just going to give you an extra $30,000. You're like, sweet, awesome. This is awesome. This is good. I can open up my own, uh, my own place now, and, <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and I can invest it, and then it's going to start making me money, and then I don't have to work, and I'm going to be freed up. And man, it's gonna, I'm just going to start getting paychecks. I can finally relax and you know, open up a, a, a restaurant. And after I open up my restaurant, I'm, I'm going to uh, sit in the back in the VIP section and, and, and sip a little bit of, of wine because you need to have a little bit of wine. And, and, then, and then I can enjoy that restaurant. And then, and, then, and, then, and then God came, right? And he's like, man, I can be merry and happy for the rest of my life. Man, I'm set. This 30 grand just popped in the right place at the right time. Man, Jesus loves me. <laughs> and he, he dies. He goes to hell. He messed up. He missed his calling. He missed his purpose. And it says, it says, guard yourself, 15. And he said to them, guard yourself and keep from all covetousness and immoderate desire for wealth. The greedy longing to have more for the man's life does not consist in and is not derived from possessing overflowing abundance or that which is over and above his need. Um, <laughs> this book really tells you, man, uh, you got to be a good steward of your life and your finances. You know, we went to Louisiana. That's the first thing they hit. They said, hey, your finances really show the rest of your life. It's, it's where you're, what you're... You know, do you have a budget? Do you do you try to, you know, before you buy something, do you do you think about it? Do you bring it up to God and say, God, where where, what, can you know, is this something I need or is this something I just want? You know, and uh, and uh, you know, we could go and start riding bicycles and be green, but that's not the right way either. <laughs> you know, let's sell all our cars, send it off to China and be green and ride bicycles and rollerblades. <laughs> that's not logical either. I mean, you got to pay for your bus fare, you got to pay for, for uh, uh, and your time constraints. And I mean, you're going you're gonna to end up shooting yourself in the foot. You have to be smart. But at the same time, uh, do you need it? Do you need it? Do I need this? You know, uh, when you're planning your, your schedule for your uh, next year, start asking God, do I need these classes? Do I need this? Uh, am I just trying to gain a, 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 a good career for myself? Or is this going to glorify you some way? Um, uh, in this book, there's a girl, Andrea. And she was so mad because she wanted to go to the mission field. And her parents were like, no, you're going to go to school. And so she had to be obedient. And she went to the school, and, uh, and she was frustrated with all the, the garbage that's happening at her school. She didn't know why God sent her there. What's going on? She's like, God, what's going on? And then all of a sudden, uh, she hears about the, uh, the, the Bedouins, right? The, the, we learned about them when we went to Israel. The, the people that still don't build houses, they live in shelters and tents. They're Arabic. 
and, and they, don't, they, they don't click with society at all. They're like homeless Arabic people who live in the desert in tents, and they, they, they don't have, they, they get born, they, nobody documents them, they're just like this, this almost like an a, a, a excluded tribe, you know? And so, and she goes, that's me. So she takes Arabic classes in, in her high school, and she goes, and, she, and, and then she goes, man, okay, good thing I listen to my parents, and I can take Arabic classes now. Yes. <laughs> so she takes two years of Arabic and, and basically goes and ministers. That's her, that was her call. But, but keep in alignment, keep in, keep in uh, obedience uh, uh, to be blessed. That's important. Um, but have that hunger when you're picking your classes. You know, uh, there's a person here that I really admire for this because I didn't tell them to do this um, they could have taken full time running start and you know paid their classes and all that stuff but but they had a thing on, on their heart for God and they said God if this is not what you want then, then I'm willing to sacrifice half of my, my, my free classes in college and that's what God wanted and that's what they did and, and, and that person is blessed today because because when you talk to somebody in a school club and they go, you know, this thing is crazy, but where would I be if I didn't decide to start a school club? <laughs> where would I be with God? What, what would happen to my life? What, I would have been, oh, man, I would have wasted this time. I would have wasted this year. I would have never met these crazy people that I'm looking at, you know, in my school. What is, man, this is, this is awesome. And, uh, Seek his kingdom first. I, uh, I've been training myself to put God first in my morning, to put God first before I go out to work, to put God first before I, I take phone calls and deal with problems and stuff like that. You know, it's pretty impossible to put God first if you don't wake up early. Uh, so part of putting God first is waking up early, is, is getting up. And, 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 you know, this has been my biggest excuse of why I don't have to wake up early. I don't have to go chase anything. I deserve to be in bed. <laughs> and this is what's killing me. It's really, it's harder for me now to wake up early than it was having a full packed busy schedule. It's hard for me to fall asleep when I haven't worked. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but I still read my Bible. I still pray. And uh, 8 o'clock if you're not out of bed by 8 o'clock, you are a sore loser. You are. God will not take back what he said. This is my last, my last thought. Um, people say, I talked to a guy on a plane. He says, you know, I still, I'm, no matter how I wrestle with the Ten Commandments, he goes, I still think that when I stand before God, that I'll say, well, I'm a good guy, and you're going to be okay with letting me into your kingdom. And, uh, and I'll still be okay. I'll still make it. I'm still fine. And, uh, and uh, we read today something very scary um, that really kind of just, just sh- shook me, and it's in chapter 12 as well. And it says this, You also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour and a moment when you do not anticipate it. Peter said, Lord, are you telling this parable to us? Or for all alike. 1242. And the Lord said, Who then is that faithful steward, the wise man, whom, has, 
whom his master will set over those in his household service to supply them their allowance of food and appointed at the appointed time. Blessed, happy, and to be envied is the servant who his master finds so doing when he arrives. Truly, I tell you, he will set him in charge over all his possessions. But if, you, if that servant says to his heart, in his heart, my master is late and in coming, and, uh, and he begins to strike his ma- manservants and then the maids and eat and drink and get drunk, the master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him and on an hour of which he does not know and will punish him and cut him off and assign his lot with the unfaithful. This is the crazy part. It says this, And that servant who knew his master will will but, but did not get ready or act as he would wish him to act, shall be beaten with many lashes. But he who did not know the things worthy of uh, of a beating shall be beaten with fewer lashes. For every one to whom much is given, of him shall much be required. And of him, if, of him to whom men entrust much, they will require and demand all the more. You know, he's talking about a Christian here. He's saying if a Christian gets punished, he's going to get punished with lots of lashes. If he knew nothing about Christ, he's going to get punished with less lashes. God is just, but he's still going to hell. That guy's still going to hell. He can't be with holiness. He can't be. Somebody didn't tell him. This guy, you, you by not telling, you're, you're going to hell too. But you're going to get it worse than this guy. That's what it says. That's what it says when I read it. That's what it says in my heart. It's very sharp. Very clear. It says, the master expects us to be doing something with our lives. And that's the great commission. Go and tell. And if you're not doing it, I don't know why. You know when you lose the sight of the commission, you lose the sight of your, why you're a Christian in, in general. You start fading. You start, no, I need a break. Ah, oh, life is tough. Ah, oh, I deserve this. Ah, oh, I want this. And, and you, you, you go off access. You go off into the weeds. And you go, and, and, and you, know, you know, coming back from that, you go, man, man, I don't even know what's the point anymore. I don't know why I'm a Christian. I don't know if God will accept me again. It's, it's very hard. But you have to, and you have to break, and you have to seek God, and you have to go, God, I want to be <laughs> after your great commission. I want to have a big vision. And, and Louisiana said, you know what, if you don't have a big vision that burdens you, that pains you, then it's, 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 it's not worth pursuing. And I scrolled uh, at the end of this book, there's a, a link to... Uh, a bunch of uh, information on countries that don't have Christ in them. What's the number one country that doesn't, that's the hardest country to be a Christian in? Does anybody know? Nope. 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 Very close to China. One more, one more guess. Yes. Who said North Korea? You said North Korea. North Korea. North Korea has no religion. It's idolatry towards the the, the emperor or the uh, Kim Shim Kimchi. 
<laughs> they, they have to worship him. They have to treat him as God. That's their ordeal of the country. Uh, constant uh, public display, uh, just uh, steamrolling Christians in the public. Uh, uh, um, different torch. I mean, this place is the hardest place to be a Christian on earth. 24 or 5 million people live there. And, uh, and uh, to die is gain in God's kingdom. Have you ever thought about that, really thought? To die is gain. When I think about that, it moves me. It really does. When you read that book of martyrs, when you, when you read what, what, what men have done with their lives, man, it, it, it moves you. He says, man, I'm not duped or tricked. This is it. Man, if I'm going to lose my life, man, I'm a winner. I'm a winner. And uh, uh, the last uh, thing that was in this book that I want to read is uh, there was a missionary, Elliot, Jim Elliot. Who's ever watched that cartoon I've seen downstairs? You guys, Jim Elliott is uh, he's a guy who had a heart to get to this one tribe in, uh, in uh, Brazil somewhere. And it was a, 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 a very, very crazy tribe because they, they would meet you, they would befriend you, and they'd, they'd pretend like they accept you, and then they'd kill you. And so all the missionaries that went just disappeared. And so they tracked this tribe for a long time. They found it, and they, they, they had a, a little uh, Cessna plane that they, that they dropped stuff with trying to create this treaty and uh, trying to create this friendship. And they knew that. They, they already knew that they'd befriend you and then they'd kill you. And so they, they only had a few attempts to really try to get them to understand and to see and to, and to uh, receive the gospel. But in their hearts, that's what they wanted. And so these four guys, they uh, ended, landed on this uh, uh, bank next to this river. They met them. They had a peaceful treaty. And then the next day, they landed and they all got killed. But uh, as they were, as they, uh, as later, the um, Elliot, his son, came uh, to a tribe that had assault, had Christ. Um, they said when they were killing them, they uh, they 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 never saw anybody die that way. Out of all the people that they killed, they never saw anybody die. They were so oppressed by by demonology that they were so afraid of people outside of their tribe they thought that what they did to people other people did to them so they had to do it first and they're so possessed by this this fear of people that that's what they did uh, and so to to have <laughs> to have somebody with a smile die and say that they love you as you're killing them really ripped them to shreds and that was what got them to to accept christ um but this is what his wife writes. It says, Jim's aim was to know God, his course, obedience, the only course that could lead to a fulfillment of his aim. His end was what would call an extraordinary death. Although in facing death, he had quietly pointed out that many have died because of obedience to God. He and the other man with whom he died were hailed as heroes, martyrs. I do not approve, nor would they have approved. It is a distinction between love, living for Christ and dying. Oh, what is the distinction between living for Christ and dying for him after all so great? Is not the second 
the logical conclusion of the first. Furthermore, to live for God is to die daily. As the Apostle Paul put it, it is so loose. It is to lose everything that we may gain, Christ. It is thus lying down, laying down our lives that we find them. And uh, um, I remember what happened here uh, last Friday. You know, uh, something is happening with our youth. God is moving in an incredible way. And, you know, three years ago, I probably wouldn't have been able to remember the last service, what happened. I don't know, something. But now I do. I know God is moving us forward, helping, uh, 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 is challenging us every time. <laughs> He's lifting the bar higher. He's saying, you know what? There's more. You can do more. You can do more. You can do more. Have you thought about losing your life for me? Because uh, that's the end. Our, our mission is to receive the grace, but to give him the glory. That's our mission. That's what he's called us for. You know, and this is, every time you come to God, he's going to tell you the same thing. He's going to say, my child, this is what I want you to do. You want to pursue me? Come, you know, you come to the cross, uh, first of all, when you're a sinner and you're, and you're broken and you receive the grace. But when you come to the cross after that, you receive a cross. You, you receive a cross. You, you look at the cross and, and, and you understand that I'm leaving the cross with my own cross. That, that that's what Christianity is. It's about having that cross that you die daily. And, you know, and waiting for that, that move of God in your life where one day God's going to tell you, now go there and now get ready. And now your mission's over. Well done, good and faithful servant. You know, uh, this is the last generation. We're the crazies. We're hungry for God's power. We're hungry to see God move. We're hungry to, to witness things with our own eyes. And, and we're not relenting. We're not stopping. We're not backing off. And neither you're going to adhere to that and come with us or, or you're going to fade out. And I don't know when or how, but, but, but you should be pushing for the front rows. You really should. The message is different when you're in the front row. Amen, Ruslan? It really is. It really gets to you a lot deeper. And uh, uh, it shows God hunger. It shows, it shows your leader hunger, too. It shows you're hungry for more. You're hungry. You're coming with us. You're, you're, you're hungry. You know, uh, uh, we're not building a youth to attract uh, uh, um, 333 cool people and have a cool youth and, and, and minister just to them and think just about these 333 just to make them happy, whatever they need. Or about building God's army and, and responding to what God has put on our heart and responding to what it says in the Word and, and getting people ready to become soldiers for Christ yes, and to yes, die. Yes, yes, yes. If you're not for that, then I don't know why you're here. That's, that's all we have to offer. That's all we have to give. <laughs> that's all we have in God's Word. And uh, it's when you make that decision that your life starts changing. When you become uh, 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 mission-oriented and, and saying, God, whatever you want, wherever you want to use me, <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> I don't want to live for myself anymore. I'm done. It's, that's unfulfilling. That's, that's not for me. That leaves me empty and, and, and busted. I... Uh, I uh, I know somebody who is heavily on drugs, and he has nowhere to stay. He is at the end of his rope, but he still won't turn 
for help from Christians. Every single Christian person that calls him, he doesn't pick up the phone. He called me uh, two days ago. Um, he said, hey, I, I want to meet with you at 1030 at night. And, uh, and, uh, and I said, well, I'm, I said I'd meet you, with, you know, for coffee and we'd chat, but it's 1030 at night, man. What do you really want? He goes, well, this guy's dropping me off in Everett, and can you give me a ride? Can you, can you take me this and this? I'm like, well, that's different, you know, just be, you know, straightforward. I'll think about giving you a ride. And then I, I thought, hey, you know, I uh, better not be in the process of a drug deal. I better, you know, and so I, I called some people and made sure, you know, if anything, I can get him a place to stay or something like that. And there was a place to stay and everything. All he had to do was call back. And I called him, and about 15 minutes later, doesn't pick up because of my tone with him. My tone was... If you want me to come out and meet you, it's going to be on my terms, not on what you want. And I'm not here to get you more drugs. I'm not here to get you a place to stay just because we're buddies and, and we're here to chill. I'm here to, 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 to tell you you're going to die. And that's the truth. You better make a change tonight. But he wouldn't do that. It's like, man, how, how is that possible? It's possible. It's what happens when you lose sight of the harvest. It's when you lose sight of, of God's heart and you become comfortable.